Hello, welcome back to the Through the Line podcast. I'm your host, Ben. I'm Emily. And I'm Adam. <laughs> Adam so is serious. <laughs> Adam's an old teammate of ours, basically my best friend here. And, uh, and I've never done this before. He's never done a podcast before, just like how we basically have never done a podcast before. And um, he came over tonight just to hang out and talk cross country. And so... Since we're recording, we're bringing him onto the pod, so welcome. You're our first and only guest, by uh, the way. Feels good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm glad you can set the bar so low that the other guests, you know, have something to aim for and surpass. Uh, it's really quite an honor. Good. Uh, so obviously, this is the week between regionals and nationals, so we have a, a fair bit to talk about, so I, I won't waste too much time, but Emily, how is your training? Oh my god. It's fine. <laughs> Adam, how was your training? Um, it was going to start today, but then uh, I came to hang out with uh, my favorite podcasters. So uh, hoping tomorrow's a better day. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. We're going to break down. First, we're going to answer. The point of this is going to be answering four questions. So surprising things from regionals. Who made it out? The top five teams or four teams that we think are going to be on the podium. And then who we think the individual champion is going to be. So... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with the men and then Emily will follow with the women and Adam is free to interject whenever he wants. So to begin, um, in the Atlantic region for the men, I'm not really surprised by the teams that came out and that's kind of my... Talk about what happened. Yeah, I know. So that's kind of my party line, but um, Sunni Geneseo won and then uh, Oneota and Ithaca swapped places at the end from what they were ranked, but that was kind of... Nobody else, whatever. Yeah, not um, surprising. Central region, four teams made it out. Uh, Warburg got the win. Uh, so not totally surprising, though they were very close to Carlton. That was a little surprising to me, actually, how close those two teams were. Um, but generally speaking, it was a predictable result. Luther was the first team out. We'll get to stuff later um in the great lakes trying was the first team out and the top four stayed within 100 points of each other so it was a pretty pretty evenly matched region um and then in the mid-east three teams were out the first second and third team from the centennial conference uh were two three and four so that's kind of exciting seeing a conference come out like that well that's a pretty good conference it is it is um and then or sorry, they were one, two, three, or sorry. Um, in the Midwest, North Central uh, did the thing that I expected them to do and won. And lacrosse, <laughs> lacrosse ended up being the team that we thought they were. They they had us on the ropes a little bit there. Not not gonna lie to you guys, but mm-hmm. I'm glad to see them coming out with a good final part of their season. It looks like they're ready to run w- well at nationals. So, great getting that big qualification. You can take the credit when they get on the podium. Yeah, when they get on the podium, and I called it so early in the year. Um, The South got their two automatic qualifiers, um, and then Pomona Pitzer takes victory over uh, Claremont Mudscripts. I am, like, regretting not taking them last week in my draft. Yeah? (laughs) Yes, because my impulse was saying, like, Pomona Pitzer is usually, like, better, like, later. (laughs) And I just ignored that. Yeah, impulse. I mean, you did say that. Um, so I don't get a point for that. But And 
what I was worried wouldn't happen didn't happen. The banana slugs, UC Santa Cruz, through to the national championship, at-large bid from the West. <laughs> Very exciting. Big and day for those slugs. Big, big day for the slugs. <laughs> All right. Anything else? <laughs> uh, I do not have anything else to All add. Right. On the women's side, um, in the Atlantic region, Ithaca, I think, was the big surprise here. They finished third. So after their conference meet, they had jumped up a ton regionally. Like in the poll, they went from, I think, eighth to fourth. And then they even bested that and finished third at um, at the Atlantic region. So uh, that helped the region a lot. They ended up getting a little bit more teams than I was expecting. But um, that was like the big surprising thing. Other than that, the teams were pretty much who we were expecting. Um, in the central region, Loris placed third, beating out St. Thomas and St. Olaf, which was a surprise. Um, I mean, to be blunt, this effectively killed off any chance of the region getting three picks. <laughs> Other than that, Carlton and Warburg came out as expected. In the Great Lakes, a whole lot of shuffling happened in the region. John Carroll ended up barely winning over Baldwin Wallace. I think the margin was one point there. And both teams uh, beat the... Um, favorite, which was Oberlin. Hope and Allegheny finished out the top five. And then one more surprise for the region was Calvin finishing six. They had completely fallen out of the region rankings prior to this weekend and jumped back in and finished six, which will be important because they ended up qualifying to nationals. Um, in the Mideast, it went up as expected up top, though Johns Hopkins didn't look great. They only beat Dickinson by 10 points there. Um, but because of this, Dickinson has moved up in that national poll. I think they have them as a fourth team now. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting to see how Dickinson does um, next weekend. But I'm hopeful that we're going to get like a really good race. I think we're going to. I think it's going to be special when we're watching it. Well, it's always hard to like tell who's who. Yeah. But like I think, I just think... There's gonna. I don't think we're gonna know for a while what happened like and after it. I know. I know it's kind of predicting some rain, but this could be a very fast course. I'm just. Oh no, no! <laughs> I, I think uh, it will be. I'm hopeful. Um, okay, so what else happened in the Mid East? Haverford had a good showing to finish fourth, but that that essentially forced the region into taking three teams um, to nationals because they just were really bouncy this season, um, mm-hmm. and the case wasn't really made there. But everyone we expected on the top three there finished top three. In the Midwest, um, this was honestly the most unsurprising result of the weekend. Uh, WashU cleaned up, followed by UChicago, UW-Lacrosse, and UW-Eau Claire. In the New England region, Williams came out on top over MIT, which I think was a little bit of a surprise, considering they had MIT ranked above them in the region poll that before. Um, in terms of upset, I don't think, I don't think the result was that surprising. I think MIT has been like largely overrated this season and I don't really know what's been going on there. They've just been overinflating them. So, um, they came in so late, so they no, were like unknown at the beginning of the year. But like, then they just kept keeping them and they weren't like dropping them though. There was evidence yeah. to drop them. Um, so I think this is a, a good result for Williams. I think hopefully this will build their confidence going into, um, this weekend. But behind them, um, Tufts, Bates, Middlebury finished out the top five, and Wesleyan secured that sixth spot. Again, it's just like this region's really good and really deep. The scores are pretty close through that top mm-hmm. six. Um, you have a little bit of everything. There's just like 
there's like two that are, these are like top caliber teams. And then you've got like next two teams, like, wow, these are like good, like 15 level teams. And you've got like two more and it's like, oh, these are good, like top 22 teams. So that region has a little bit of everything, which is um, cool to see. And then in the South, nothing surprising here. Washington and Lee really cleaned up on the rest of the region, scoring 36 points, Tamari's 85 and centers 101. Um, I hope this region has a good performance on Saturday because they got their three bids out, um, but wasn't surprised by that result and that they got three. And then the West, Occidental got third, which effectively killed off any chance that that region was going to get three picks because they were kind of an unknown quantity before last week. And then CMS and one and Pomona Pitzer got second. Awesome. Yay. (laughs) All right. So I guess we'll jump to the next portion here where we kind of break down who made it out. um, And I guess why. And and why. (laughs) On the guys' side, so this is really going to be a conversation about the women's side, I think. Um, But on the guys' side, things... I'm I'm very content with what actually happened, and I think it kind of goes to show that the rankings weren't totally inaccurate. Um, but also, what me and Emily thought was going to happen during the um, season. So we predicted the Atlantic region would get five teams. They got five. Um, we predicted that the Central region would get four. They got four. We thought the Great Lakes would get four. They got four. We thought the Mideast would also get four, and this is where we were wrong. They only got three. I'll get to that in a second, but that's okay. The Midwest got five. We thought they'd get five, and honestly, they were the five teams we thought. New England got the six um, here, grabbing up that Mideast spot that we predicted, Um, but... Middlebury being the team that that takes it is actually incredibly reasonable, and you can see the the thought progression there and the explanation of why. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the South, Emory and Bray did what they needed to do. They got their auto qualifiers, and honestly, they were the best teams from the region. I think they could be potentially a little undervalued just because when you're only getting two teams out, you're only getting two chances, but. I understand why they only took two from the South. And then, like I made the case last what was, week... What was the um, the margin there? I don't know. They, like... I mean, they completely flipped them, essentially, like in the in the national poll. The... Brea and... Um, so, Emery scored 41 and Brea scored 94. Okay. So, I guess that makes sense. It was a pretty convincing victory here for Emery. Uh, I, I, I guess I just didn't get why they didn't move Emery down. That like They're mm. going to flip them to begin with, but then why didn't they move him down? It's hard when these teams are spread out so far that they don't see each other that often, and when they do see each other, it's at regionals. I think this is kind of just an indicator. Like One of these teams is the team they thought they were, but not both of them. And so they just flipped them because they had it backwards initially. My my anti point would be (laughs) my anti. I don't know. I don't know. The reverse would be if you thought Brea was that good, why didn't Emery jump higher than them? But 
when you have to take into well, account the rest of I it. I don't know why they thought Brea was like that good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think they have potential to do something special. Who knows? Anything could happen. Maybe they've been getting a lot of rain. I think they, I mean, don't count me, like hold me to it, but maybe they have the shortest travel. It's possible. Where is their campus? I'll I don't look know. it up. They are in Kentucky. So there's a chance. Um, and then the West got their three teams. So, like I said, Pomona, Pitzer, Claremont, Mudscripts, and UC Santa Cruz. UC Santa Cruz got the little qualifier. I know I didn't break down like exactly how their season went, and they raced a bun- against a bunch of teams that aren't really in this conversation. But UC Santa Cruz did enough to say we are a good enough team to be at the national well, championship. Especially if they think Pomona, Pitzer, and CMS are like two like exactly. top five teams. So. Like I was talking about last week, when you're selecting the teams, you really want all of the regions to have an average score of 16 and a half to be like, or 16. Average ranking. Average ranking. Well, average ranking and the average finish at nationals to be that. Because. Brea's pretty far still. I don't think it's. Darn. Well, I'm sorry, Brea. I'm wrong. But. I just thought there was definitely room for UC Santa Cruz in this field, and I completely agree with their entry here. Um, it's less than two hours, though. So. Yeah. So, talking about the takeaway here from uh, the Mideast, I, I don't know. The conference was, or the teams that got out were... <laughs> Carnegie Mellon, Johns Hopkins, and Haverford. And then Elizabethtown got fourth. And I think if Dickinson was the team that ended up in fourth. Did they get fifth? They got fifth. If they ended up in fourth, they would have went. But because Elizabethtown had not done enough throughout the season, they weren't going to be yeah. getting brought along. So here, Dickinson scored 213 points. They were way out of the conversation. Um, Haverford... Scored 120, and then Elizabethtown scored scored 129. So it stinks to be that close and then have it ripped away. But uh, we'll talk about it. But what you do throughout the season matters too. And, and they didn't put together anything that would say this is a team that can perform well at nationals. So yeah, just because you perform well at one meet doesn't mean that like when it comes down to comparing you against teams that you haven't seen. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of my rationale for what happened on the men's side. I think it's totally reasonable. I know we are very hard on the rankings because, I mean, it's the only thing we can talk about, really. Like We talk about what happened at the meets, but the meets, they, they all sorts of things could happen. Somebody can be sick. It, it doesn't matter. The rankings seem, on the men's side at least, to be pretty close i would say so i'm i'm content with how they shook out going out of regionals and i think they picked the right teams generally speaking on the men's side well yeah no i mean in terms of just like the spread like we basically predicted the spread correctly and like i use the the ranking like pretty heavily to inform my opinion on that so at least last week they were decent i i think uh, a very popular opinion is always that the rankings don't matter. 
but also the rankings are kind of the only tool you have to see into other regions that you're not as close to. Yeah. Especially when you're just looking at it from a high level. Hey, let's talk about it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, your rationale, obviously I, I know more about the women's side than the men's side because, um, I've been on social media in the last couple of days <laughs> and I, I still think, um, based on how it, you know, shook out and, and your breakdown of it, it, I would agree that it's, it's all very justified. Okay, great. Emily, would you like to get into what happened on the women's side? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so the Atlantic region got six. It was one more than I was expecting. Did you have them for six? I think you might have. On the, on the, on women's, the women's side? side. Um, it was more and more than I was expecting, but it makes sense to me. So that was RIT that was in that sixth spot there. And um, RIT up until like a week or two ago was having like a really strong season. They were finishing like right behind like SUNY Geneseo. They were beating a lot of teams that end up beating them at regionals. Um, so I think they helped their case a lot like during the season to show that they still are a, a high caliber team. Um, I could have seen a world where they didn't get chosen and I see a world where they did get chosen. So I, I was not surprised by that um, happening there. Do we just like talk about it now? Like, Let's I don't. Just, so. All right. Um, so in the central region, got two. Um, this was a bit of a surprise there, as we were expecting three. But I think because Loris finished in that third position, the region was in trouble for its bids. Um, so there's a. To there's, be frank, okay, it's so like. There's a lot to unpack. Here. <laughs> yeah. So one I, of one of the things that. I think us as cross country runners always want to believe is that um, there's there's that one moment that really counts. Um, but we kind of talked about it at the top of the podcast with uh, with the men's side. Um, the people that make these decisions are looking at more than just one race, uh, and I think that factored into the decisions that were made. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, um, but I do think that when you're in a room full of people that have not followed um every team for the entire season they're gonna make decisions based on the results that they have in front of them and that's sort of the unfortunate truth um it's hard to justify getting four out of the central region i would say it's not impossible Uh, yeah i so the thing that is the problem is that if it was if it was st thomas that got there they would have taken the three i just don't think they would have gotten four in any world and when we get through these other regions they didn't have the spots to give up to get the central to four. Um, so I think that was the, like you run into a numbers problem at some point because you have 32 spots and you have to use those how you want to. Um, but getting, getting to four in the central with what happened at regionals um, became exceedingly difficult. I, and I think honestly, like I feel for all of the teams in the region, but, like, St. Thomas really got screwed by the whole thing. Like, they have had, like, a good season thus far and um, were – I mean, before before regionals, the only teams, like, D3 teams that they lost to were Carleton, um, MIT, and Oberlin. And I, and I don't know what happened with this. So, like, we had talked about this early in the season with this Louisville Classic meet where they only went to um, – 
they turned them on the course wrong and they only scored the meet through 3,900 meters. And I don't know if they just threw this meat out when they were looking at these results or what they did with it. It may, it makes sense if they threw it out because St. Thomas's case becomes a lot less strong without that meat. But they got they were in third in that, at that meet behind MIT and Oberlin, which were both like big automatic qualifiers there, yeah. and they beat a ton of other teams, including Hope, RPI, John Carroll, Baldwin-Wallace. So a variety of teams from a variety of different regions. Those specific teams are all from the yes. Great Lakes. and that is going to impact it going yeah. forward. Um, but And I, I know you guys try to do a really good job of not sounding biased, so I'll do it. Um, <laughs> like I, I feel for, for Loris a lot in this because it – it is a pretty big deal to beat a team like St. Thomas, especially at a meet that counts so heavily. Um, but I think um, we really need to look at like the other teams that, that did get the qualifier. Um, you know, the Atlantic being one that was pointed out a lot, I think we should actually turn our attention to the Great Lakes. I think Ben has some great points about the Great Lakes. <laughs> I, am, I am the classic point of I don't think the Great Lakes is a good region. I don't think the teams in the region are that strong. and I don't want to even say that it's not a good region. I, I just I don't... I'm comfortable saying that. That's I don't, so harsh, but continue. I don't think <laughs> this is good content. I don't think there is good... When you, give them six, when you give them six bids, and you give the Atlantic six bids, and you give the New England six bids, that's saying that the Great Lakes is equally as good as the Atlantic and New England. Yeah. The New England is much a much stronger region than any other region in the country. Yeah. So they probably should be getting like seven, maybe eight bids, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're, they're as good as those, but I could see four. Yeah. I could talk myself into four. Um, so here's what I want to say. It's going to specifically to the people at my school. Shy City bus. <laughs> it's going to hurt for a long time. This sucks. You did exactly what was asked of you. You performed well on the day. And there's nothing that can take that away from you. Uh, and I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry that this happened. There are some... Things that I've been hearing, things like there wasn't a rep for the central region on the call. That, to me, I can't verify. I, you know, I'm not on the call, obviously. And Wait, what? What? I know. I thought you were the commissioner of the NCAA. I, I'm the commissioner. Commissioner <laughs> Ben it's over here. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not on that call, so I don't know who was there and who wasn't. It makes sense in a situation where if a central region rep is there, they would make the case for St. Thomas. But if there isn't a rep, they're going to say, well, Loris got beat by these teams from it the Great Lakes. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's not gonna come whatever through. happened, it doesn't matter. We don't know what happened. We don't know the decision making right. behind this committee. So like, it is what it is. At the end of the day, the most we can call for is more transparency and yeah. an explanation of why no, they took the I, teams. I think picked. that's fair. And I think that has been a continued problem like throughout the years with this. Um, if, if they want to say that they were going to ignore, they were going to stop at a point in a region when they thought like they would never look past a team, that's one thing. But we know that that's not how it works. Like they went eight deep one year to take Wash U in the Midwest region on the men's side. Like I uh, things happen. So I think there like there is a convulgence of like fact 
convulsions. That's not a word. Con- convergence. Of factors. Of factors. Um, uh, Loris placing where they did was the first thing. I also don't think that they necessarily like wanted or needed St. Thomas, though I do think that they deserve to Saint, be there. St. Thomas did everything right that's the what, whole season. But, but you could see why they would just be like, okay, that's fine. Like, we'll just leave them yeah. at home. So uh, the more I look at what happened and the more I look at the teams that actually made it through, the more I can, like, understand why they chose who they chose. You can not, imagine Not saying that I necessarily like, agree with it, but, like... I definitely it don't makes, agree. The numbers make sense. Um, yeah. I mean, I I can make a pretty convincing narrative of like what they did. Yeah. So I can have the conversation they had in my head. Yeah. You know, and, and see what happened. And again, it still you know, sucks. I, I mean, there's not, teams left out of nationals every year. Yeah. The part of the reason why we do this podcast and we talk about the rankings and stuff is because there is always teams that deserve to be there that are ignored or not just passed over not looked at i mean we talk about the south and the west like always fighting for one extra pick when you don't like they're they're in a black box you don't know what's happening really there so it's it's just there's levels of unfairness to all of these regions and all these national picks that it's just how it's going to be unless they change their format. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. It might, but I doubt it. So it's just how it is. All right. Moving on. Great moving Lakes. On. Um, they got six. <laughs> um, I guess these are both related to the. Yeah. But um, this was the biggest surprise to me, though it probably shouldn't have been, considering how much they were popping up in the national polls in the past couple of weeks. And I, I, I guess we should reiterate, the National Poll and the NCAA Selection Community are two different things run by two Entirely different organizations. Different organizations. So, like, and they do not, like, They don't overlap. The they don't use the National them. Poll to, like, pick who they're going to pick. Yeah. Um, but it gives you an insight into what, what the environment is yes. and what people are thinking about yes. it. So, um, it has, it, I thought they were going to get five, though I think they only deserved four. And the reason why I thought they were going to get five is because they've been overrating them. And I was like, okay, they'll probably just go one more than I think they actually deserve. Yeah. So that's how I ended up with that five number originally. Um, but I think a big part of why they got six was because their entire region essentially shuffled from what they thought was going to happen there. Like, Which is basically what happens every year. Yes. And it, it, it affects everyone else, honestly, because... You have these teams that they thought was gonna they were gonna win. They get third, and then you have there's just like a lot of random stuff that happens in that region. There's a lot of um, unpredictability there. So I think that's why they got six is a big part. And then I think as a secondary factor there, they had a spot or two. That I think they had one spot left that wasn't clearly assigned, and they picked that region to give it to. So I think that's where that sixth came from. From there. or they gave it to the Atlantic with RIT, who, I, who showed up last in the national. I don't see, and I don't think that that is I accurately know, ranked. I like I, I think, think so RIT should be higher, and Kelvin should probably They're be probably, last. I think, they, I think RIT could be like a twenty-six. 
Yeah, no, I... But anybody anybody that's in the 20s could go anywhere from 20th to 32nd on a day, so who knows? No, I, I mean, I think it gets at, like, I guess we'll... Let me finish this and then I'll yeah. say what I'm going to say. So Mideast got three. I think that made perfect sense. I had them potentially getting four, but it wasn't surprising considering Haverford got fourth and they hadn't really done much this season. So um, that three made sense. Midwest got four. I had them at four and that's what they got. They were pretty cut and dry this entire season. The Northeast got six, exactly where we thought they were going to be. So no surprises there. And then the South got three. I had them in the West flip-flopped. I thought the West was going to get three and the South was going to get two. Um, but because of who got third in the West, they took the three from the South, if that makes sense. I, I do think that they hover that one place between those two regions and they just like decide which one they're going to give the three to that year. And this year it was the South year um, because um, there was an unexpected third-place finisher in the West. Yep. At least that's what I think like, was mostly going on. Um, okay, so then we get to the 32 here, and, like, I let me just make the case for the six in the Great Lakes now. I, you're I'm going to make I'm, the case. I'm just going to, I'm going to try I to rationalize what happened. Disagree. No, I'm just saying, this is what I think happened. So I think that it made perfect sense with the Northeast, Southwest, Midwest, and Mideast. So you're up to 10, 16, 18 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atlantic, you can sell me on the six. RET had a really strong season up to yeah, like basically their end. conference yeah. in their region where they got beat by Ithaca essentially. Yeah. But again, we're really close. So you can sell me on the six in Atlantic. So that leaves the Great Lakes in the central. You've got eight teams between the two. I think because you only had eight spots left there. Well, I guess six spots. No, four spots without the automatic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. I'm including those. Um, but I think they wanted to take five from the Great Lakes, which meant they only had one spot left to give to the Central, and I think it just defaulted back to the Great Lakes at that point because they weren't going to take Loris and not take St. Thomas Yeah, because of how the season went thus far. And Loris got beat by a ton of teams in the Great Lakes, so... That didn't help the case against the two. But that's what I think happened in terms of I don't I don't agree with it. I think the Great Lakes is like a four tops. At least I can yeah. get myself there mentally on what made sense there. But I think just if you're playing the numbers game with that, I get how they got there. Yeah. I agree. So. We might be alone, and everybody that <laughs> used to love us will now hate us, and we'll have one more listener. It'll just be Varnia and every like sixth, <laughs> sixth podcast here. But sorry, Adam. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'll listen to the ones that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't listen to them either. Um, no, I, I, I know it sucks. Like this happened to me too. Like I understand it. Like is a sucky situation, and I feel for like every team in these regions that. There's always got a, left out. There's a first team out of every region, so, and it sucks. Yeah. I think what needs to be acknowledged, though, is exactly what you said, in that um, Loris and St. Thomas are a package deal. So you have to justify both spots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't just give it to Loris outright. Um, like, there's no reason to take the three teams when Loris hadn't beaten anybody early on. Um, but I think a lot of us thought that that third place spot and beating St. Thomas was going to carry a little bit more weight and it just simply didn't. And maybe, maybe there is a factor with, uh, 
you know, certain people being on the call, not being on the call. But again, like we don't know. Like yeah. we don't know what really happened. If that's true, like the NCAA, I, I don't know why there isn't a backup. There should be a backup for every region. The other thing is I don't understand why SIDs, and, even if you were a runner, and why athletic directors and that kind of thing are people on these committees. That doesn't make any sense. If you don't know about cross country, stay out of it. If you're not a coach, stay out of it. That's my opinion. Either all coaches or no coaches. No, I, I agree. Yeah. You could do no coaches. I'd be fine I, with that. I, but it, it can't be one coach who understands what's going on. Well, taking that's the thing. Advantage. It's like you can, be, you can be as mad as you want about what happened. It's like that region rep did their job. Like, yeah. yeah. They did their job. They did it well. You can't blame them for doing their job well. Like, yeah. sorry. Like, it, yeah. it did benefit you. But, like, yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. We still love you. No, I... And we're still going to be rooting for you in every year yeah. from now on. But... No, I... I I feel for feel for you, but like this is the truth of what happened. So I don't know. I don't think we need to like sugarcoat it. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. All right, time to move on. Yay. Off of that heavy topic. <laughs> We're gonna pick our top four teams. We're gonna pick our podium. Woo! I'll go first with the men. Uh, then Emily will go with the women, and Adam will pick his I'll, teams. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, he'll do his best. Um, great. Okay. So on the men's side, I am picking North Central to be your 2019. Can you believe the disrespect? There. Okay. Williams did really well at their at their Regional. region, <laughs> and it's the New England. Like, I get it. They scored 24 points. That's really low. But they beat Colby. So Wait, that was the second team. Yeah. So like whatever, man. I can't. I can't believe. Just don't res- disrespect. They're in the write up the on the USATF site because I glance over that when I go down to the rankings. They talk about how like for the first time since 2012, North Central's going into the national championship ranked second, won. and then that North Central won. That should be a sign that they deserve to be first. What are these coaches thinking? I don't know. North Central's going to win. Williams is going to get second. I think Williams has proven that they are one of the best teams in the country. Two of the oldest coaches or most uh, storied storied coaches, I should say. Um, I'm going to then put my money where my mouth is and say lacrosse is going to get third. <laughs> okay. And then... You sure about that? SUNY Geneseo will get fourth. Oh my god! Wow. And okay, so those my are rationale some, those here. Are some hot takes. You're gonna just pull those out of your ass. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I this think is family friendly. Your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Lacrosse is a is a good team. I want them to do well. I thought they were gonna do well. I'm just gonna stick with it. Okay. SUNY Geneseo is underranked. They're ranked seventh, top in the Atlantic region. I think they're better than Carnegie Mellon. Yeah, they're probably better. But and, you don't and think here's the, the thing. any of those West teams Here's the are? thing. I can't separate Pomona Pitzer and Claremont Mudscripts. They have to finish next to each other in my personal ranking. And Why? I don't think they're going to get fourth. Why? They didn't They didn't tie again at regionals. I know, but they could have. But they, <laughs> they did didn't. it. But it was, within, it was within 10 points at a regional meet. So? It, Pomona Pitzer will probably beat Claremont Mudscripts at nationals. Yeah, they probably but will. But I'm going to say they're going to get fifth. 
Okay. That's my that's my well, you, hot you, hot. You think podium. they can't handle the weather? <laughs> that's that's the real thing. <laughs> Take that's, it down. Sorry, a bit. that's the real thing. I think if the weather's bad and it's cold, and these kids deal with sunny sixties all the time, I think you're not giving them enough credit. I'm not, <laughs> and I'll acknowledge that. That's just true. I'm not, but this is who I'm picking. All so right. just to remind you, North Central Williams. Then lacrosse, then Geneseo. You can quote him on that. Quote one. me on that one. When they, when two of my picks are not even in the top ten, it's just it's the name of the game. It's how it's gonna be. <laughs> so are we just going men yeah. then women? Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna have an abbreviated version of that because I haven't done my homework like uh, Ben and Emily. So obviously North Central is gonna be my pick. Um, they ranked them second. They shouldn't be second. Uh, Hungry Dog runs faster, and they're going to win. <laughs> so, obviously, there's that. Um, I was shocked to see Carnegie Mellon uh, ranked fourth, uh, mostly because I don't know much about them, uh, just that my friend went there. Um, so, I'm going to say, yeah, they deserve a trophy. They can be fourth. Um, second, Williams. Third, I'll back up Ben, and I'll I'll put lacrosse on there. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Group thing. I, I like when I like when Ben takes wild takes and he turns out to be right because he gets like kind of cocky and it's funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna fuel that fire for a little bit. And uh, Emily is shaking her head and it's like one of my favorite things about her. So we're gonna we're gonna stick with that wild take there. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. You want to move on? I mean, is there anything else to say? Should I say who they who the coaches poll have ranked? No, they can look at that. They, they can look <laughs> they it up themselves. They probably have looked at it. I would hope so. All right. Um, okay, on the women's side of things, I'm going to go with Wash U. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I mean, I was a hater. I was a hater and then a strong convert, so I have to stay with my team. And then Johns Hopkins, obviously. I mean, these two teams, I don't think anyone's – coming close um but johns hopkins i mean they looked not great last weekend like dickinson was within 10 points of them at i mean the mid-east isn't like super super strong but a good region it's important to um, well yes yes so i'm kind of out on johns hopkins we'll see what happens i think that like uh they're their team makeup could really like impact this result. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I don't. I don't like them for um, for first. I will take them a second, for sure. Um, and then in third place, I'm gonna go with Williams. I think they're a pretty clear number three. Um, but I don't really see them like challenging for second. But you Who never knows? know what could happen. Could have a good day. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know fourth. I'm feeling conflicted. Fourth is an obvious U Chicago. I was I think about to U say Chicago that is gonna walk away with the trophy. I was about to say that because yeah. at first I was like Dickinson. Okay, I, that makes sense to me. But then I don't know Chicago. They had a good season. They but they've been on the. They've only gotten. They haven't gotten like any better this season. Like they came out hot and then but they, they haven't just, gotten worse either. They just get beat by WashU over and over again. I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know. Dick, see, here's the thing: if you think Johns Hopkins is two, 
then Dickinson has to be like essentially four because they were within like 10 points last week. But that could have been like the effort and, you know, and like we don't see that again at Nationals. So um, I'm going to go with Dickinson. Okay. That seems fair. That is the... Chicago is kind of risky too, though. I don't... That's like a risky choice. Oh, well, my top three is just Wash U, Johns Hopkins, Williams, and then... U Chicago. U Chicago. Okay. I like the pick. Fair. Hands down, all in on U Chicago. <laughs> it's not a bad pick. They had them third at one point this season. They look good at right. the meets that I've been to this year. <laughs> the one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll move on to who we think the individual champ is going to be. Um, on the guy's side, I picked Ryan Aiden from Williams. I don't think Williams is going to win. I've made that clear with my last picks, right? But if they do, it's going to be because he wins. Like, scoring one point at a national championship is important. I mean, those other teams will have low scores too, but he has the talent. I think he's had a good enough season to do it. If it's the right day for him, Ryan Aiden's going to win. Though, the other thing I should note is that they're 2-3-4-5, are really close to him. So if he does win, potentially that's, that's you see big points. You see two, three, four, five scoring like 15, 16, 20, 22. So yeah. maybe that would be enough, probably. Uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> um, so my pick for, for the winner, uh, purely on. Yeah, there's no reason for this. Uh, his name. I don't Sorry, do the I, I don't do the homework uh, like Ben and Emily it was do. Gilkinson, I think. Yes, the to- the the runner at uh at at Carlton. Ben, hit me with a name. Emily. <laughs> Matt Gilkinson. Wilkinson. 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 Oh, sorry. Yeah. Matthew yeah. Wilkinson. Matthew Wilkinson. So uh, go out there and do it, buddy. He's good. He is. He's really good. And I mean, you win the Central Region title, and I think. There's no so we I hadn't looked at the flow track rankings when I picked Ryan Aiden as my champ. He's jumped in there, right? They've picked Ryan Aiden as their individual champ. I think he's a good pick. And if you have to offset people, it's like you pick him, you pick one of the two guys from the lacrosse, you pick the North Central guy. Um, maybe you go into the Atlantic and find the national the regional champ there. Um, but that's a good pick. And then uh, my pick for the women, um, I feel like a kid in a, in class trying to cheat off the person in front of him. <laughs> uh, definitely Paige Lawler. Uh, I, I was just going with the top woman from, from U, uh, University of... Wash U. Yep, Wash U. Washington University I, in St. Louis. Clearly, I've, I've done this for so long. And, you know, <laughs> any future guests, please just do better. Do better than this. Um but yeah, uh, Emily, I believe uh, you also picked Paige Lolly, right? Yeah, I mean, I it's her race to lose at this point. I don't... Came back for fifth year. Did she actually? I'm like, looking know. through it's her tefers, and it's really weird. It like only is showing cross-country, but then it's only showing... Tri- it's very weird. Um, but I, I just... She's... She's good. She's been so dominant this season, and... Um, and she's from a, an era where... I don't know. Some of the top times were faster. Though she did get beat at Oshkosh. Who beat her at Oshkosh? 
Oh, an unattached runner. Okay. No one beat her at Oshkosh. I'm looking at her season and I'm seeing a lot of ones. And the only two I'm seeing, she got beat by an unattached runner. So, yeah. I'm, I mean, she's just really put down. And I think time-wise, I mean, we haven't seen anything crazy. So, I, I do think that there are girls that could challenge. But, I mean, you have the experience of fifth being your fifth year and stuff. I don't think... Um, and she's a defending champion, so that also helps. Makes sense. But. It's not a bad pick. Um, obviously, we would love it if Cassie Rosenbaum from Loris won. She's the defending 10K champ. Yeah, and, and you well, I had Cassie she, a second because hungry dogs run faster, and nobody is hungrier than the Dewhawks at Loris <laughs> right now. Uh, she, I, she did win her region, um, and I could see it happening. Yeah, there's that Suni Geneseo yeah. girl and... Um, Jenny Cochran. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it's Cochran. Corcoran? It's Jenny something. Um, and then, But she got beat at regionals, so we'll see. Yeah. So, those it's are any, our picks. It's anyone's game, especially if the weather's bad. But last time this race was here, it was like the fastest championship that's ever happened ever on happened. the women's side. So, last year, I'm not before, expecting before, that to happen. Before nationals last year, they had nine... Uh, of the fastest times in the top 25 more more than any other year before that so it's mm-hmm. pretty exciting all right well we'll see you next week yeah <laughs> we'll, we, we'll recap what happened yeah. but we'll be down there if you're there yeah, if so you're, look if for you're us down there, look for the the tall dorky guy with uh, media credentials and <laughs> yeah Gotta get, that, gotta get that clutch parking spot. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. They give you guys media credentials for this? <laughs> <laughs>